Good morning, everybody. My name is Clay Finkley, and I'm our lead this gym pastor for The Rock Church, and I'm currently hanging out in our C3 coffee bar at our Conway location. And I just want to do a little quick intro for this sermon that you are about to listen to, because uh, I really do believe it's going to be super impactful for you as a this gym pastor. Uh, the reason I say that is because we're starting a brand new series called Better, and it's a series highly focused on the family but i don't believe it just applies to the family i believe it applies to all of our relationships so we if we are able to take what we're learning we're able to take it and apply it and uh really put some action steps in our lives i think we're going to see a major impact made over the next uh five weeks so go ahead check this sermon out i'm excited to see how we can get better by doing what is best thanks guys Well, hello, Rock Church. How's everybody doing? You guys good today? So it's good to see you guys. So love looking out here in Conway and, and seeing a packed house. But, but reality is we're not just talking with Conway today. Uh, we are a multi-site church, which means we have churches in multiple locations. And today, right now, we're also having church in Aner. We're having church online. And we're having church at our South Strand campus at St. James High School. Uh, so for those of you in Conway, will you give it up for everybody who's joining in all of those locations? So... I want you to know if you are new to us, maybe it's one of your first or second times coming to church here, that that we are uh, what we call multi-site, which means we have campuses in different areas throughout Horry County, and our goal is to help people find what matters. And and we do that, and we plant campuses because we want to reach neighborhoods. It's one reason we we planted Aner several years ago, and God's been doing great things in Aner. And then right now, meeting is our St. James. James campus, so proud of you guys, and, and those of you in St. James know this, but I want to go ahead and reiterate it for everybody, if you don't know, that they're going to take a couple weeks off and then meet again on February 12th, uh, which is Super Bowl Sunday, and starting on Super Bowl Sunday, our St. James, our South Strand campus will meet every week from that point going forward, all right? So so that's exciting, that, that's exciting, and, and it's happening for a couple reasons, that, that it's happening one, just because you guys there at South Strand, uh, you're dedicated. There is a core group there that just wants to help people connect with Jesus. And uh, so we're so thankful for you. And it's just time. It's just the right time. Uh, so on Super Bowl Sunday, we're going to do that. And we're fired up every week to be doing that at, at St. James High School. For those of you who live around here, you might have friends that live down there, all right? Tell them about it. If you live down there, my encouragement, go to church down there, 10 o'clock every Sunday at St. James High School, all right? We plant these campuses so that you can best reach your neighbors. That's what's happened in Aner, is we planted it, and now the people of Aner have a place that they can gather, all right? So we want to encourage you to do that. All right, now, let's dive into this new series uh, that we're doing. The series is called Better. All right, and, and, and we put it right now because we feel like this is a perfect time uh, to talk about how to get better because most of us, this time of year, we all want to get better. Like you, you might have set a New Year's resolution or a goal or you might have had an idea of just that, that in this area of my life, I want to get better. Like for some of you, it was I want to get better when it comes to my health. 
All right? Well, one way to get better when it comes to your health is not eat those donuts. Right? You're like, no, don't say that, all right? But, but reality is this, like some of us say, I want to get better when it comes to my health, or I want to get better when it comes to my finances, or I want to get better when it comes to uh, my spiritual growth or my faith. I want to get better when it comes to uh, my job or, or my grades or my athletics. I, I want to get better when it comes to my family or my marriage or my relationships. Like those are things that... Many of us are, are just right now in tune with, all right? Now, now here's the reality. If you want to get better, you do it by doing what is best. Like, I want you to hold on to that statement, that thought process, that you get better by doing what is best. When it comes to your health, you get better by doing what is best for your health. That, that when it comes to your finances, you get better by doing what is best for your finances. When it comes to your spiritual growth, when it comes to your faith walk, you get better by doing what is best. Uh, there's many things that, that come with that. I'll dig into a bunch in a little while. One that we're doing on this campus starting next week is we're having this pathway small group experience, all right? If you haven't signed up, you need to. If you're at Aner or South Strand, there's one starting there in a couple months that you can sign up for pathway there. It'll help you do what is best. Uh, when it comes to your family, when it comes to your marriage, I want you to do what is best? So here's what we're going to do. For the, for the next five weeks, we are going to hyper-focus on family and marriage. All right? So everybody in here who is married, everybody in here uh, who is maybe engaged, like this series for five weeks is going to be hyper-focused for you because we want to get better when it comes to our marriages and to our, our families. Now, if you're single, there's going to be things to apply. There's definitely things that you will be able to grab a hold of. If you're a young adult and maybe you're dating, there's some things that you'll be able to grab a hold of. If you're not dating, there's some things you'll grab a hold of. If you're going, well, well, I want a series for me as a single person. Well, that's the next one, okay? In February, we'll do a series uh, specifically for singles, but for five weeks, we, wanna, we just, we just want to look at marriage. We want to look at family. We want to look at parenting. And we say, man, how, how do I get better? And, and every week, we're going to give you a very practical application step. Uh, today's deals with this card. And I'm not going to talk a lot about this card. We'll talk about it at the end of the, of the message. But, but my, my prayer is that everyone will pick up this card or each family unit will pick up this card and say, we're going to do it this week for five days. That's what's going to happen every week. There's going to be an application step because we want you to get better when it comes to your marriage and your family. And one reason we want this is because... Many of us can admit when it comes to my marriage or my family, my relationships, that they're broken. Like we, we live in, in a time where there's a lot of brokenness in our marriage. There's a lot of brokenness in our families. And, and for some of you, you're just like, 
man, I, I need this because you don't understand what's going on in my heart and what's going on in my life and what's going on in my family. And there's some serious brokenness there. And if you're feeling that, I want you to know, hold on for five weeks and try to put these things into practice. But reality is probably the majority of us, I'm going to say 70% of us, have brokenness that we deal with in our families. Here's why. I believe that there's probably only roughly about 30% of you here uh, at Aner at South Strand Online who would be what I would call first family. Here's what I mean by a first family. If you're a first family, if as a married couple, you can look at both sets of parents and they're still married. Right? Like, so for instance, my son Clay, that he and Katie, they are a first family. Because Clay's mom and dad, me and Krista, are married. All right? and, and Katie's mom and dad were married uh, throughout all of her dad's life. All right? so, so they are a first family. Myself, on the other hand, I am not. That I come from a broken situation where my mom and dad were not married, all right? That, that they, they didn't stay married. Now, Krista's did, but mine didn't, so we aren't a first family, all right? So if you do that math in your head, chances are probably about 70% of us have some type of brokenness in our heritage, have some type of brokenness that, that has been set as a precedent for us, which unfortunately... We inherit some of that because it's what we've seen. So we're like, well, this is how it plays out, all right? It shouldn't. It doesn't have to. And we're going to show you how it doesn't need to. But the reality is, is it will if you don't attack it because that brokenness will come in. That brokenness is seen in our families and in fatherless kids. That, that one out of four kids lives in a fatherless home which is just sad, right? And when I say fatherless, that means no father figure, whether that's a stepdad, um, a biological dad, adopted dad, granddad. One out of four doesn't have a father figure in their house. And when that happens, we know the stats. Crime goes up. Behavior discipline issues go up. Drug abuse goes up. Poverty goes up. Teen pregnancy goes up. It all goes up. When there's not a father in the home. And, and for some of us, that, that's just the way it is. And, and, and you can't fix that. But we can still do some work today. Because there's brokenness. And some of you would be like, oh, no, no, no. There's no brokenness in our marriage. We're good. Okay. Well, then look at your spouse and say, I don't need to listen because I don't want to, our relationship to get any better. Yeah, nobody's going to do that. <laughs> So even if you don't feel like there's brokenness, every one of us can get better. And we do it by doing what is best. I, I think about a guy named Joshua. He's a guy from the Bible, and we're going to look at his story for five weeks. And Joshua was a guy who inherited some brokenness. That, that, that he was uh, set up as a guy named Moses. Moses was his leader. Moses chose him and a guy named Caleb and 10 other spies. And they said, I want you to go in to the promised land, spy it out, come back and give us a report. Well, 10 of the guys came back to Moses and said, nope, we can't go. It's not good. Uh, we shouldn't do it. There's big people there. There's big fortified cities. It's not going to work. And those 10 guys convinced 
convinced an entire nation of about 2 million people to say, no, we're not going to do what God has called us to do. And because of that, brokenness came into the generation. Now, Joshua, on the other hand, he said, no, we, we can go, all right? We can do this. Yet everybody outvoted him except for him and Caleb. So what Joshua had to do is he had to walk through the brokenness for 40 years. But he didn't allow the brokenness to get the better of him. Instead, he said, we're going to get better even though things are broken. And what Joshua did by doing what was best is he changed an entire generation and generations to follow. And that's what I hope will happen for each and every one of us. How do we do it? Well, we do what is best. And this is what I would say is best today. If you want to get better, do what is best by looking to the good and going with God. If you want to get better, do what is best by looking to the good and going with God. Now, each week, we're going to add to that, but for today, we're going to specifically focus on this idea of looking to the good and going with God. And I'm going to let our our pastors at Aner and at Sastrand take over here, um, there at their campus, while I continue here in Conway and online. What does it mean to look to the good? Like, like why is that important? I, I think... It's a major factor because I think too many times when things start to go south in our marriage, when things start to go south in our relationships, when things start to go south in our, in our families, our first inclination is throw in the towel. Like we're just like, I, I'm just going to throw it in. Like, like there's no good left here. Let's just, let's just throw it in. Uh, some people do that within the first uh, one to two years, all right? That, there's some high-risk years in marriage. Year one and two, kind of like right in, the, in between those, is a very high-risk time. The next time you see it is in year seven. The next time you see it is in year 15. And I, and I think what happens is, especially come year seven, is people are like, man, it's been this way for six, seven years now. Things aren't going to change. I'm not going to see the good. And they just throw in the towel. Or it happens when, when people are around 15 years of marriage. Because what happens at year 15 is the kids are older and you're like, well, year seven, they were itty-bitty and I didn't want to do that to them. We got to figure this out. But year 15, they're older. They'll be able to handle it. And we throw in the towel. And we throw in the towel on our relationships, on our marriage, on our families, because oftentimes we don't see the good. That, that we've got to start with seeing the good. Uh, go back to this story of Joshua. Let me, let me tell you the whole story. Is that, that it's found in the book of Numbers. And, and like I said, that Moses sent these 12 guys over to the promised land to spy out the land. The 10 guys, well, they saw the bad. They saw the negative. But look what Joshua saw. This is Numbers chapter 14. It says, two of the men who had explored the land, Joshua son of Nun and Caleb son of Jephone, tore their clothing. They said to all the people in Israel, the land we've traveled through and explored is a wonderful land. And if the Lord is pleased with us, he will bring us safely into that land that he gives to us. It is rich, it is a rich land flowing with milk and honey. 
Don't miss what, what Joshua says there. He will bring us safely. He will do the work into this land that is rich, land flowing of milk and honey. Do not rebel against the Lord, and do not be afraid of the people of the land. They have no protection, but the Lord is with us. Don't be afraid of them. That, that what Joshua is saying is, listen, I know you guys see fortified walls. I know you see big people, like people they said are giants. I know you see that, that it is impossible. But Joshua said, no, what I see is a good land. What I see is, is good food and good milk, and good wine. What I see is good cities. What I see is God going with us, and he's going to do what he said he's going to do. What would it be like if we started looking at the people that we do life with? It might be your spouse. It might be your parents. It might be your kids. It might be people you live with. It might, might be classmates. What would, it, what would change... If the first thing you did is said, I'm going to look to the good in their life, right? I mean, it's easy to pick out the negative, isn't it? I mean, it's easy to look at your spouse. Uh, ladies, it's easy to look at your husband and say, yeah, I know that you straightened up the kitchen, but you didn't wipe down the counters, right? I know it's easy to look at them and say, yeah, I know that, that you did some work here, but you left your socks next to the couch, those are my two big ones. <laughs> Chris would be like, I thought you said you were going to clean the kitchen. I said, I did. She goes, you didn't wipe down the counters. I said, oh, well. <laughs> you with me, Dale? <laughs> I mean, it's easy to pick up on the negative, but see the good. I put the dish in the dishwasher, but you didn't start it. <laughs> y'all, y'all get me now, don't you? <laughs> um. <laughs> you get what I'm saying now, though? It's easy to look to the negative. We need to look to the good. Because I know God, like, I know there's times that your spouse messes up. I know there's times that your spouse screws up. I know there's times that you're sitting there thinking that, that, that it's impossible but God can heal the brokenness. He can. He can walk with you through the brokenness. But it starts by going, I'm going to look to the good, trusting that I can go with God. See, this is where the rubber really meets the road. It's, it's going on that, that if I look to the good, I can go with God. And I'm going to trust God to bring the good out of this situation. And that's what we see in Joshua chapter 1, verse uh, chapter 1, verse 6. That Joshua was saying that, all right, God, I'm going to go with you. I've seen the good, and I've walked for 40 years with you. Now it's time to go in the promised land. Look at the message the Lord gives to Joshua. This is what it says in Joshua chapter 1, verse 6. It says, be strong and courageous, for you are the one who will lead these people to possess all the land I swore to your ancestors I would give them. Like, like, let's pick out some words here. Because right now, you might be going, man, I don't know if I'm the one. No, God says, you are the one. God says, you are the one who will lead. That I want you to be strong and courageous. 
You might feel alone. Maybe you're at church all by yourself because your spouse doesn't come or, or, or the person you date doesn't come. Maybe you're the only person in your family who is here. Be strong. Be courageous. Because God is saying, you are the one. You are the one. Men, let me, let me just speak to you for a second. Men, married men, you are the one that God has called you to lead your people. That he's asking you to step up and to say to your people, to your bride, to your kids, to your family, to say, I want to lead us towards God this year. That, that this is what my goal is, is this year I want to lead us towards God. And we lead each other towards God, not by being like a guy who's standing up on a soapbox saying, do this, do this, do this. We actually do it by getting down and serving our spouse and our kids and coming alongside of them. We get down and we serve Jesus and we point our loved ones and our family to God. You are the one as a man. Ladies, you are the one. I'm not just speaking to the men here. You are the one as well. That it's a two-way street. That, that the book of Ephesians says that, that husbands and wives submit to one another. All right, That together we've got to submit to Christ, submit to one another, and lead. So ladies, you lead your people to God as well. Now, now, if you're married and your husband is taking that leadership, then encourage him and, and push him forward. But for some of you, you're here by yourself. Lead your people. Lead your people to God. You are the one. Students, young adults, you might be single. You're still the one. You might be supposed to lead your family. You'd be the one that changes the, the course of your whole family. Because you as a young adult decide, I'm going to walk with Jesus. I'm going to be strong and I'm going to be courageous. Then maybe your people that you're going to lead is the people in your school or the people you're on a team with. Do whatever it takes. Hold on to this verse and say, I'm going to go with God. And the way I'm going to go with him is I'm first going to recognize that he's calling me. And then if you're willing to say, yes, I'll be the one, you might then ask, well, then how do I do it? Here's the beauty he tells us, tells us in the very next verse. It's verse uh, seven and eight. It says, be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the instructions Moses gave you. Do not deviate from them, turning either to the right or to the left. Then you will be successful in everything you do. And what I love about this verse is, is that the, they're, they're trying to put this verse so much in our mind that it basically repeats itself. The very next verse says pretty much the same thing. Study this book of instruction continually. Meditate on it day and night so that you will be sure to obey everything written in it. Only then will you prosper and succeed in all you do. So be strong and courageous. And then look at it. It gives you three simple steps. That if I'm going to go with God, if I'm going to say, yes, I'm going to lead my people, how do I do it? Well, he says, here's the first thing. Study this book of instruction continually. Guys, can I, can I just speak to you for a second? All the men in the room. And when I say men, I mean, you know, 16-year-old uh, men. 
How many of y'all would agree with me that we suck at following instructions? Anybody with me on that one? You know what I mean? You're like, I don't want to admit it in front of my wife, but, but we do. Because we're like, I got it. How many of you all, when you open up something that you have to construct, throw the instructions to the side and just have at it? I know that's me. Well, like, like Krista bought some things for Keely for Christmas and came in a big box. I opened it up, instruction manual, threw them to the side, picked up the bag of parts. I'm like, oh, I've seen all these before. I know how this works. And I put it together. And then I had to disassemble it and redo it so they'd be right. But I'm okay with that. Or, or this happens, hey, make sure on your way home that you stop by, um, you know, food line and grab some milk and this and this, and you might get two out of three, right? But you never remember the thing they wanted the most. Sometimes we just really suck at following instructions. Ladies, I don't need your help. <laughs> We're admitting it ourselves. But let me, let me say this, for all of us, man, woman, young adult, child, when it comes to God's word, when it comes to our families, when it comes to our marriage, let's not screw this one up. You see what, what the scripture says so clearly? Study the book of instruction. If you've ever wanted an instruction manual on life, God gave it to us. It's his word. And he says, if you want to have success in your marriage, just follow his word. If you want to have success with your finances, follow his word. If you want to have success in your dating relationship, follow his word. You want to have success in your career, in your parenting, in your life. All you have to do is follow his word. It is the instruction manual for all things, for all things. Bobby, thank you for, for that. You're the only, come on. I need a little bit more. That should matter. That's the instruction manual. So study it. Look at the next part. Meditate on it day and night. Say, I'm going to put your word into my life. Meditate on it. Say, when I wake up in the morning, I'm going I'm to dig into it. When I'm, when I'm driving down the road, I'm going to listen to it. When I'm going to bed, I'm going to hear it. That, that, that we think if I come to church once a week, then I get his word. Well, you're going to get some today, I hope. But if this is all you get, you're going to have a tough week. Meditate on it day and night. And then look at this. Only then, only then will you prosper and succeed in all you do. Like we think, oh, I'm successful in my marriage. If your marriage isn't built on the word of God, you might have some success, but you're not having the success that God really has for you. That you might look at your parenting and say, well, I'm doing okay. And you might be doing okay, but if you'll build it upon the word of God, then you'll be doing really well. He says, then you will have success. And if I could be guaranteed success in life, I want to follow his word. And I know some of you are like, yeah, I, Josh, I hear you. 
but there's some brokenness in my marriage right now. And I want to believe that. But it sure doesn't seem like it's working. Go back to it and build every aspect you possibly can on it. You'll have success and, and this. Look at this last part. And the Lord will be with you. This is my command. Be strong and courageous. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Some of you are so discouraged right now. I know that. I'm not making light of it. It's real. But be strong. Be courageous. God is with you. He's with you. Some of you feel alone right now. You're not alone. He's closer than you think. He's like a starlight in the sky. You can't hide it. He's right there. Some of you feel alone in your marriage. You're not. God is with you. Some of you feel alone in your family. You're not. God is with you. Some of you feel alone because your parents are, are not part of your faith walk. God is with you. Be strong and courageous. Because if you will do these things, I believe it's going to get better. And I believe that because this is best. If I want to go from brokenness to better, I got to do what is best. And what is best is looking to the good, saying, it's not done. I don't have to throw in the towel. And going with God. And the way I go with God is I build my life upon his word, knowing that he is with me. We see that all throughout Joshua's life. And here's what I want you to see in Joshua. That Joshua did this. That it would have been so easy to be discouraged. It would have been so easy as, as for 40 years he just saw brokenness and brokenness, man after man, just, just dying and, and, and not doing what God had said. It would have been so easy for him to throw in the towel and say, I'm done. But he never did. For 40 years he walked with God through the wilderness. He looked to the good and he said, I know what's in front of me. I know where God has taken me. And then he went with God. He realized he was the guy. Moses handed the baton off, said, you're the one. Go lead your family, not just his immediate family, but his whole family. Lead them. And God will be with you forever. And I want you to know, Joshua making a decision to do that, he changed generation after generation after generation. That his generation was broken, but in one generation, his brokenness went to better and it changed every generation that followed after that. We see it in Joshua. We also see it in Jesus. Think about it. Jesus was in heaven. And when he looked down, He saw us as his people who had walked away from him. And he didn't just focus on the negative. He didn't just focus on the bad. He didn't just say to hell with them. He saw the good. And he said, 
I want my people, I want our family to be reconciled, to be made right. So Jesus left heaven and he came to this earth to fix our brokenness. He was the one to lead us. He was the one who built his life on God's word and lived out everything God told him to do. He was the one who recognized the Father was with him the whole way. And because of what Jesus did on the cross, we can all get better. Because of what Jesus did on the cross, our brokenness can be healed and become better. And see, the reality is, I know this, there's some of us in the room right now, some of us watching online, and you need, I don't want to just say you need to admit, you probably already recognize it, you're broken, that there's brokenness in your life. And I want that brokenness to get better today. I want that brokenness to be healed. I want that brokenness to be put back together. And the way that you personally take care of your brokenness is you give your life to Jesus because that is what is best. That is what is best. That if you're struggling, just give your life to Jesus. Say, I want to surrender to you, Jesus, because that is what is best. To take a step of baptism, because that is what is best. To say, I am all in Jesus, because I'm tired of my brokenness, and I want things to change. And you could be, make sure you catch this, you could be the one that changes the rest of your family for generations to come. That I was in the midst of that brokenness. And thanks be to God that he reached into my life, he saved my soul, and then from there I can now look at my family, and we have a family where we still have junk to work out. We're not perfect, y'all know that, yet we're getting better and better. And my mom and my dad have come to Christ, and the generation has changed, and it's going to change my grandkids And hopefully my great-grandkids and my great-great-grandkids. Because we try to do what is best. So that's a challenge to you right now. If you haven't come to Christ, come to Christ. Get better by doing what is best. For others, what you need to do is you need to pick up this card. You need to say, I'm willing this week just to walk out this practical application. And here's what's on the card. I'm not going to hide it from you. It's real simple. Is that that this card is going to help you do what is best this week by getting into God's instruction manual. Getting into what we call the Bible. And it's just five days and it's just a couple verses each day. And if you're single, I want you to grab a card and I want you to do this because it's what is best. But, but if you're married or you're part of your family, then my challenge is as a family that you're going to pick up this card and you're going to say, we're going to do this. That for the next five days, we're going to read like today when you get home or before you go to bed, you're going to read Matthew 7, verse 24 through 27. Just four little verses and then pray this prayer. God help us to get better by doing what is best. Don't try to have some long, elaborate prayer. I'm not even challenging you to have a long, elaborate Bible study. I'm challenging you to read four verses and say that prayer. Because I believe if you do this every day for five straight days, I believe you're going to see some things getting better in your family and in your marriage because you're building your family on the Word of God, His instruction manual.
So I'm going to encourage you, over on this side of the room, there's a real big rock. And we'll talk about that rock a lot next week. But there's these cards sitting on top of that rock. You can go over there and you can get these cards that way. There's some up here by the communion. There's some in the lobby by our connect wall. I'm going to challenge you. Come up and grab a card. I'm going to challenge you. Maybe, maybe you're sitting with your family. Grab your family and say, guys, I want us to commit to doing this. I don't want this to be something that, that I kind of go up and pick up on my own. I'm like, I'm going to try. I want you to lead, whoever it is in your family staying at, lead and say, we're going to do this. For five days, we're going to do this because I want us to get better by doing what is best. And what is best is going with God. When you do that, I want you to know he's got a blessing for you. A blessing. A blessing that is for you. A blessing that is for future generations. And that is what Joshua experienced. So why don't you stand up with me? And we're going to go into this time of response. And if, if you're sitting here today and you're like, man, I need Jesus. I want to do what's best. And I encourage you to go to the connect corner there and talk to somebody about it. Or come up by the baptistry and talk to somebody here. If you're ready to pick up that card, you do that. Let's do what God calls us to do because it is what is best and it brings a blessing. Let's respond.